Deep Talk, The Human Condition is a member of the Teej.fm network from WTJU. To learn more, visit Teej.fm. That's T-E-E-J dot F-M. Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 9 of Deep Talk. My name is Nick Delaney and I'm your host. On Deep Talk, I feature a new guest every episode who shares a personal experience, thought, story, or emotion with everyone listening. What is shared by the guest could range anywhere from their thoughts on the meaning of life, to a big accomplishment, or even just a music album they really like. Whatever it be, I invite you, the listener, to picture yourself in the guest's shoes to become more open-minded about yourself, people around you, and the world. Just one more thing before we get to meet Nine's guests. Be sure to follow Deep Talk on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at DeepTalkTHC. There you can stay updated on all the latest Deep Talk news, give feedback, or inquire about being on the show. Also, some exciting news, Deep Talk now has merch. Look up Deep Talk logo on redbubble.com to find some stickers, tote bags, posters, coffee mugs, and much, much more. And, of course, thank you so much for listening. As always, your support is very much appreciated. Now, time to meet episode 9's guest. Thank you so much for being here today and sharing such a personal story with us. Yeah, no problem. So before we get into everything, is there anything in particular about yourself that you'd like to share with the listeners? Uh, I'm currently a sophomore at James Madison University. Thank you so much for sharing. From what I know about what you're going to be sharing today, it's something that revolves around one night and one story in particular. So would you be able to share that story with us from the beginning? Yeah, of course. So basically my experience was about my first time trying weed. So I didn't really have a whole lot of information before trying weed. I had just seen friends trying it and they would have such a good time. And I would just think, oh, that looks so much fun. Like, they have such a good time. Like, I had drank in before, and, you know, like, it felt pretty good. So I was like, yeah, why not? Let's try it. And plus, my friends had usually been like, you know, hey, why don't you try it with us? It's going to be fun. It'll be great. You're going to have such a good time. Like, I know you'll love it. So I was like, yeah, sure, of course. So we finally decided on a day that I would first try it. So we went in my friend's car and he drove us over to one of his friend's brother's apartments. And so we got there and then like immediately, you know, like they took out a bong and they started like grinding the weed, you know, to get it ready and stuff. So who was there? It was me, my roommate, um, two guys upstairs who I was friends with, one of his friends, and then one or two of the roommates of the apartment and so you know I was just kind of chilling on the couch we were all just having a good time and then you know everyone started you know like you know we would go up to the window take a hit and then we would go sit back down so you know a couple of my friends did this before and I was the very last one to take the hit so like I said I don't know a whole lot about weed but I know they had this thing called keef. I think that makes um, it a lot stronger than usual 
And so I had a lot of that apparently in what I had taken. So I went over and my friend was like, all right, so once I lift this little glass part off of the bong, you know, you're gonna put your mouth to it, breathe in as much as you can and then blow out. And I was like, okay, sounds pretty simple. So, you know, he lit it, he like took the glass part off and then I was like breathing in and I kept breathing in and breathing in and I was like, wow, like I'm not coughing at all. I must be pretty good at this. <laughs> um, well, apparently not because, um, you know, I finished exhaling and immediately, right when I finished exhaling, it was like just like lava had been poured into my throat. Like I just started coughing like crazy. And so, you know, like I had seen a couple of my friends coughing. So I was like, all right, it's going to be done in a little bit, except it wasn't like I was coughing straight for about three minutes. And it was, it was a lot of coughing. And my friends didn't tell me this, um, before I had started smoking weed, but they had said that the more you cough, the higher you'll get. And so my friends told me the day after that, you know, immediately when I started coughing, they kind of had a feeling it was going to be bad. And so I, you know, tried drinking some water, but I couldn't get it down. I started to feel this bubble in my chest. Yeah, so I was just coughing and then I started to feel the bubble in my chest. And so I went back down to my chair and I sat down and I was just kind of going, <coughs> you know, like it was just kind of, my body was doing it for me. And immediately, right when I started coughing, it was like someone had taken my vision and had just started spinning it. Like the world started going in literal circles. And I was like, what is going on? I did not know this was going to happen. And so I started to hyperventilate and my friend, he leans over and he goes, are you okay? And I just look at him and I go, I'm getting anxious because he had told me the first time he had gotten high, he started to get a little anxious. So in as many words as I could, like that's all I could get out. All I could get out was I'm getting anxious. So immediately everyone was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, is she okay? And the bubble in my chest, I had tried to burp it out because I thought it was like some air, but I couldn't. And so I just said, I think I need to throw up. And so they went, they ran over, grabbed a trash bag, and I tried to throw up, but I couldn't. And so I'm hyperventilating at this point. My hands are shaking. I'm freaking out. I don't know what's going on. And one of my friends, he grabs my hand and he is like, we need to go to the bathroom. And I go, no, no, I want to stay here. And he goes, no, we're going to the bathroom. So we go into the bathroom. And he closes the door. Um, this is my friend's, like, this is the brother of my friend. The one whose apartment you were at? Uh, no. His, uh. like, his brother owned the apartment. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so, you know, because he had the most experience with all of this. And so he grabs my hands and he goes, you're going to be okay. Literally no one has died from weed. <laughs> you're going to be okay. And I tried to wrap my mind around it. I was like, okay, okay. Like I'm going to be fine, but I'm still shaking. I start getting really pale at this point. My friend said that my skin was so pale. I almost started turning green, like around the mouth and my eyes. And I'm looking in the mirror and I'm trying to like psych myself into being okay. You know, I really want to be okay at this point. And so he takes me out of the bathroom and he's like, why don't we do another hit? Come on. Like you're going to have a great time. But, and I was like, yeah, even then I was like, no, like I'm done for the night, you know? So I sat back down on the couch and I'm rubbing my thighs because at this point I can't feel my legs. Like my legs have no feeling in them. I was like kind of slapping my legs and I was biting my lips. I couldn't feel a thing. I was so numb. And I also get a, started getting severe cotton mouth, 
where it was like my mouth was so dry and I needed water so I started like smacking my lips you know trying to get feeling anywhere in my body because at this point I felt like my body was shutting down I had no idea was what was going on and I just wanted to be okay I remember looking at a salt shaker and trying to stare and think okay once you open your eyes the world is gonna stop spinning and you're going to be okay but that didn't happen. So like, and then my friends kept coming over to me and being like, it's okay, you're going to be okay. Which in a way kind of made it worse because it was like, I'm not okay. Right, it indicated something was wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I, that just made me freak out more. At this point, I felt like a thousand years had gone by. I felt like I was in that apartment forever. But apparently we were only in there for 20 minutes. Oh like, my gosh. I know. And so... My friends and I, we were like, all right, you know, we're going to go. And I just remember asking, like, where are we going? What's going on? Like, are we walking somewhere? And we were walking to our car. And so we also didn't have enough seats for everyone. So I had to sit on my roommate's lap. So that was, it was so weird being really high in a car for the first time. I'm freaking out. And I, like, I don't have a seatbelt on. I'm not sitting down normally. I just kind of have to like grab on to the headrest of the seat in front of me. I remember asking someone, hey, what time is it? And they were like, oh, it's 9.18. Like we had gotten in the car at 9.15. And I just remember screaming like, fudge. Well, I didn't say that word, but the other, <laughs> yeah, the yeah, other the one. The other explicit version the of The other fudge. explicit one, yes. Um, my friend said, hey, try to enjoy it. You're going to be okay. It's going to be fine. So I remember trying to be okay. I was like, all right, you know, I'm going to try and enjoy this. But I think as a person, I really like to be grounded. I don't like to be in an experience where I don't have control over it, which is pretty hard. But I mean, like I try to my best to be in control of situations that I'm in, at least in my own way. But in this situation, I, I was not in control at all. And I think that's what scared me the most, where I was just, I was not in control of my own body. So I remember we went back upstairs to their suite room and I was just sitting there and I remember thinking, I just want this night to end. Like, I just, I want it to be over. And my friend, um, he was sitting next to me and his hands were just like on his head. He was rocking back and forth. Like, he was very worried about me. And I remember looking at him and I just remember saying slowly, I'm going to be okay. And he was just like, he was like, oh, okay. And then I just remember turning to my roommate and I go, I need to go to bed. I need to sleep. I can't be awake anymore. And so we went back down to my room. We passed my RA actually. Oh so my I, was, gosh. I was trying to be as normal as possible. And so I went in my bed and I just remember it felt like I was going a million miles a minute, but it also felt like I was sinking into the ground while I was lying in my bed. It was the weirdest feeling and I remember I told my roommate, I was like, if you don't hold my hand, I'm going to freak out because I needed someone to be there with me. So I thought I only held her hand for like 10 minutes. She said I held her hand for an hour. Oh my God. Yeah. And I also remember like lying in bed, the room is still spinning and my roommate, she's like eating some remnants of her dinner. And I was hyper-focused on that. Like I, I couldn't look away. I was like, this is so interesting, her eating her dinner. Um, so that was probably the funniest moment of the night, which it wasn't that great, but still I was like, you know what? At least something came out of it. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, one of my, um, 
uh, the guys upstairs, one of their suite mates, who I was also friends with, he came downstairs and he checked on me. He was like, hey, just want to know how you're doing. I heard you had a bad night. And I was like, yeah, you know, just still trying to get over it. Um, I slept for about two hours and then around midnight, I remember waking up and being like, I'm okay now. You know, the room had stopped spinning. I felt a little more in control and I was like, okay, you know, like, I'm all right. So, yeah, that was that was my night. Well, thank you for sharing that uh, story with us. Yeah. What were your thoughts on weed before you were prompted to try it? My thoughts is that it wasn't a big deal, that everyone was doing it and that it felt pretty good and you were going to have a great time if you did it. So I was like, yeah, sure, why not? What was the deciding factor in trying it? I think seeing my friends try it for the first time and having a good time I had also kind of been, not necessarily peer pressured, but my friends had been trying to prompt me to do it for a long time anyways. So I was like, all right, you know, so the next time we're free to do it, I'll just try it. How scared were you when you started to realize that something was wrong? I was immediately just terrified because I didn't really have any notion as to what exactly it would feel like. So immediately feeling like the world was tipped upside down and that my hands started shaking, immediately I was like, something's wrong. And I was just immediately terrified. Wow. Would you say that you regret what happened? I remember the next day my friends had asked me the same question. And to be honest, no, I don't regret it because it kind of reminded me of a story my dad told me when I was younger. He said that in order for teenagers in the 50s or something like that, their parents to not get them to start smoking, they said, all right, I'm giving you this entire pack and if you can smoke this entire pack in front of me right now and you still want to do it, then go for it. But a lot of them would get Nick sick or like, you know, nicotine sick. Right. And then they would say, all right, this is not for me. So in a way, I felt like that was my experience. I had so much. I just was like, you know what? I don't think this is right for me. Did anyone talk to you after that night to see if you were okay? Yeah, my friend who um, who had initially asked me if I was okay, he was sitting next to me the whole time, and um, he was kind of like his head was in his hands, you know. The next day he had texted me and he was like, hey, we need to talk. And I was like, I'm okay, trust me, I'm okay. And so the next morning we had like, talk about it and I was like listen I'm fine I don't regret what happened yeah it was a bad experience but I'm okay now that's good are you still friends with all of them or some yeah I'm friends with all of them um a couple of them I don't see anymore but he's definitely someone who I'm still friends with how did those friends contribute to the overall experience of that night did they make it worse did they make it better I definitely think they tried their best to make it as comfortable for me as possible. They, no one knew what was going to happen that night. I mean, none of us could have really predicted it. Um, all of us kind of felt bad that we didn't really look into it beforehand because, you know, I've a, I'm, you know, like I'm a tiny person and then I got that much weed, you know, it's just, it wasn't a good mix and none of us were really thinking. Yeah, but I do think they made the experience overall better than if I was with strangers. Okay. And so the friend's brother, he tried to give you more weed. Um, why did he do that? He thought um, in his mind that I would have a better time because he smokes 
very often and a lot. And for him, personally, the more he smokes, the better he feels. So in his mind, he thought that if I smoked more, maybe I would lose the anxious part of myself and feel better. But I don't think that really would have worked for me. Right. Like a lot of people, you always hear that people smoke for pleasure, for comfort, things like that. So why was this something that you took very negatively? I don't know. I think for me, I'm comfortable as a person overall. I think mainly the reason is that, like I said before, I like to stay grounded. I like to know the environment around me as best I can. I like to be in control of my own thoughts and body. So I think the not being in control and having it happen immediately just was horrible for me because having my sense of self just taken away, it wasn't good for me at all. I like to stay grounded and I like to be in my own mind. And you said in the beginning that you've had had alcohol before. So was that any different for you or did it feel the same way as trying weed? For alcohol, it was a lot different because for me, it was very gradual. You know, I knew how much I was taking and I knew, you know, like I just felt pretty good. And, you know, I had I had a really good night the first time that I drank. And so in a way, I also feel like that's why I wanted to try weed because I had such a good first drinking experience. I thought, oh, I think it'll be okay for weed too. But for drinking, for me, it's, it's the gradual process where I know how much I'm taking or how much is okay for my body. That's fine because that's a lot more prevalent in our society than weed. Well, weed is becoming more prevalent with it being legalized in different states. But I think for weed, I was just so much more ignorant about it. I didn't, I really didn't have a whole lot of clue of what it would do to me. Right. Even though, you know, alcohol makes you lose control when you have it, you can kind of in some ways control, oh, yeah, I'm drinking can, this much, you know. Yeah, you can kind of like moderate how much you intake, but with weed, you know, that's that's like a, an, an air substance, you know. Like right. I don't, you, you don't really know. I mean, if you've done it a lot, you kind of know. But for me, I was like, I really don't know how much I'm taking in my body. And I had basically a full lung capacity of it before I exhaled. So that, I think that was a really big mistake for me. You mentioned when we talked before the episode that one of these friends actually had feelings for you. Was that the one that was holding his head kind of like rocking? So he's really worried. Yeah, yeah, that was him. Um, I actually had no idea until um, he had told me a few days after the whole incident happened. He actually was prompted to tell me after the incident because for him, you know, he didn't really want to lose me. And so he had told me a few days afterwards, I mean, we're still really good friends now. You know, our relationship is completely platonic. Um, Yeah, we're still really good friends and we love to hang out with each other. But, you know, just freshman year, it it wasn't even that big of a crush. It was just kind of like, you know, slight feeling. So he got over it pretty quickly, but I definitely think the weed incident prompted him to tell me. And he even did say that it helped prompted him because... You know, he didn't really want to lose me as a friend or, like, as a person in general. Did you tell your family about this experience? No, I didn't tell my family because my family's not too open about substance abuse. And plus, since it's an illegal substance, I think they would be... They would react very negatively to it. So I don't think I'll ever really tell my family about it. So you don't think it would be easier 
to tell them? No, because I feel like this is my experience alone and I like having it as my experience. And I feel like if I tell my family, they might have a different view of me or, I mean, they would still love me, of course, but um, I think I would rather have it, keep it to myself so that, you know, my family doesn't think any differently of me. What have you learned about friendship since this experience? I've definitely learned to keep close the people who care about you the most. And what I mean by that is I personally think that people show how they feel about a person more through their actions than through their words. Because a lot of people could say, oh, I like you so much, you know, you're such a good friend, blah, blah, blah. But then you never hang out or when you need them, they're not there. So for my friends, they were really there for me and they they tried to cater to every need that I had. So definitely keeping those kinds of people close to me definitely taught me that there's a difference between, you know, friends of action and friends of just by mouth in a way. Why do you want to share this story with other people? I think because I was so ignorant in my first experience and I basically had not a whole lot of idea of what was going on that I want people to know to really look into what they're going to try because it could have turned out so much worse for me because maybe it was laced with something or maybe I really did have too much and I would have needed to go to the hospital. So by sharing my experience, I'd rather someone else hear that, you know, this is the consequences that could happen from trying new things and to just honestly be careful, be safe about where you're going to be trying. What have you found out about yourself moving on from this experience? I found out that I really do like to be in my own headspace, you know? I do like to be in control of my body. I feel like drinking in a way is different for me because it kind of releases really what I'm feeling, but for weed it was like, it was taking away, you know, a part of myself. It was taking away my control of my own sense of self, and so I definitely did find out that I like to be grounded and I like to be in control of the situations around me. Does your life look any different now than it did before because of this experience? I think it definitely taught me to just be more careful about what I'm trying or with new experiences. Um, other friends of mine have tried a lot of other different substances and I think by trying this, it taught me that I don't think in, I would really want to try drugs anymore. I think I'm just comfortable with mild drinking and you know that's it. Once again, I'd like to thank you for joining me today and sharing this story with everybody. I really like what you had to say about this whole experience overall and I think it's really beautiful how not only is it a story about cautions of using substances like this, it's also a story about personality and friendship and it can translate to so many different levels of that. I think it's really cool that you have this own feeling that it's personal and you'd like to keep that close to you. It kind of shows how everybody handles these sorts of things in their own ways based on who they are as a person and kind of leading into the human condition and what that's all about. So I think that's really cool and very good to hear. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening and until next time, get ready for some deep talk. Do you have a personal story or experience that you'd like to share on Deep Talk? Reach out by messaging the podcast via our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at DeepTalkTHC. Recordings can be most conveniently organized in the Newport News, Virginia Beach area 
or in the Northern Virginia area. Remember, all stories are welcome and they are as anonymous as you'd like. Thanks again for listening to Deep Talk, The Human Condition. Our opening theme is Dreaming of a New Day by White Hex, and our closing theme is Midnight by Dan Heenig. Our cover art is by Luke Dimas, who can be reached at void.mp3 on Instagram. To stay updated on all the latest Deep Talk news, you can follow this podcast's social media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at DeepTalkTHC. That's DeepTalkTHC. THC.